such an enjoyable and brent to come together to mark a significant occasion. To acknowledge, to come together, to mark a significant occasion. Now, we had a little bit of a joke this morning in the fact that Sarah was like, are we celebrating me coming back? And I was like, no, no, we aren't. (laughs) But we get to celebrate God. And we get to celebrate all that God does in and through us. And as we've been journeying through Nehemiah, today we're going to see how they celebrated this wall being completed. Those of you that have been on this journey with us, we joked because we started it before Sarah went. We've continued it on. Now she's back. Three months have gone somewhere in the middle. I'm not quite sure where. But we have seen Nehemiah's heart to build. We have seen how Nehemiah, his heart was transformed to change the community around him. He wanted to do something that was different. He had a purpose and what he did was significant. He has been a great traveling companion. Do you not think these last few months as we've journeyed with him to see the things that he endured on the way, the things that we sometimes can get sucked into too. From when he saw that when they were building the wall, there was corruption going on. There was things going on in the world around him and people were getting sucked into what was normal. But he stood up. So we sometimes and quite oftenly, often get sucked into what society is doing around us. We are called to be different. We are called to stand out and stand up, as we heard a few weeks ago. We are called to make changes. We are called to build and to transform. And that is exactly what Nehemiah did. We've seen these last couple of weeks that what he's been building is not just something physical that they could see, this almighty wall around Jerusalem, but he was building something spiritual as well within them. Lives were transformed by how he paused and marked moments. For six hours, we heard the other day, the laws of Moses were read out and spiritual revival broke out amongst them. People rededicated their lives to God and they celebrated around the Feast of Tabernacles. And then last week, we saw that corporate act of renewal and repentance as they continued on this journey. What was built was not just this physical wall, but was this spiritual wall, this spiritual strength, this stronghold that God had placed within them, that Nehemiah had followed what God was saying and stirred up something within them. And today, we're going to see how Nehemiah brought everyone back together and he celebrated. He chose joy. He chose joy. He didn't stand there at the end and say, job well done. Let's remember all the obstacles we overcome. He didn't stand there at the end and say, oh, thanks for doing your bit, off you go. But he brought everyone together to celebrate. And we find these verses in Nehemiah 12. So if you've got your Bibles, that's where we're going to head this morning. 
So it's Nehemiah 12, so it's in the Old Testament, if you've got it on your phones or in a physical Bible. So to Nehemiah 12. So I'm going to read from verse 27. So at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps and lyres. The musicians also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the Nitopanthalites, that's what we'll go for, from Beth Gilad and from the area of Geba and Asmarath. For the musicians had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and the Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates and the wall. It goes on to explain exactly what was done to celebrate, how choirs went in one direction and people playing music went in another. And around this city, they celebrated. There are numerous choirs that were just here to come together to praise God, but also to praise what God had done. The word joy is mentioned over and over again in chapter 12. And they chose to mark the occasion. We see that as they come together to assemble this wall, to delegate it, they did it in a way that brought them together with God. But also, they had a great party. They had an amazing party. I want us just to think for a moment of maybe the last party that you went to. Let me give you a couple of questions to think about. Why did you go? Why were you invited? What was the party for? What was it actually like when you turned up? Did you have to do anything in preparation for this party? That's a big one. What were you celebrating? For me, the last party I went to was... This week, I had the privilege of celebrating a a teacher that I used to work with. She's retired this week, and she was having a meal, and this meal turned into 28 people and a big party. It wasn't just the fact that we came together to celebrate all that she had done, but the part that she had played in our lives. This lady was the head of my department at the time. I used to call her my my workman. That's what she was to me. The one that would have a little bit of a nag of me. The one that would tell me off when I wasn't quite doing things right. The one that had always got my back. The one that was always there cheering me on when things went chaotically wrong. The one that showed me how to get 300 kids on some coaches to a trip and back without losing or killing any of them. (laughs) She taught me many skills. And... Me going back to my work colleagues as now it's, you know, it's been two years since I've been teaching. And for me, it was a little bit weird being back there. But you soon slot back in. 
I soon could speak the lingo I'd been speaking before. I didn't have anything to do with these guys as much as what I did in the past. But I still knew them. They were still my friends. And we still all came together to celebrate. For me, I didn't have anything to to prepare other than my route to make sure I knew where I was going. But amongst this group that was gathered, we'd prepared cakes. There were balloons. We'd prepared a little speech. Somebody had been to a garden centre and bought an eight-foot rosebush as well, which looked amazing. But with this rosebush came the transportation issues as well. People had prepared and gone out of their way to celebrate all that she was and all that she'd done as part of our lives. And we need to remember to do that. To do it to individuals, but to do it when we celebrate what God has done in our lives. We can so quickly go from one thing to the next, from one term to the next. But do we pause to celebrate what was going on? It's an amazing privilege to celebrate. And that's exactly what Nehemiah is doing here. He's marking the time that they'd spent together. He's marking what they accomplished. He's marking everything that was there. And that wall not only marked the physical building of the wall, but what spiritually had happened in their lives. What spiritually had happened in their lives. But when we celebrate together, for some of us like mine, it can be celebrating a new job or retirement. It can be celebrating a birthday. I know I was thinking of what party did I go to before this that was more preparation. And I was thinking it was when Sarah turned 40 and the prep was unbelievable. But it was, ama- it was worth it in the end. It was worth it in the end. But we can come together when we celebrate births, when we celebrate new babies, when we celebrate marriages that are coming up quite soon, when we celebrate graduations at this time of year, whether it's the little ones graduating from nursery, whether it's those that are actually graduating from uni. But we come together and we celebrate There's also those occasions where we come together to celebrate the lives of those that have departed this world. We come together to not only to mourn, but to celebrate all that they were and what they meant to us. It marks a moment. It sets up for the future and it celebrates the past and all that what is there. Nehemiah, he chose to get everyone together. He chose to mark this season joyfully, to get community together, to renew faith, to honour what had been done for them. He wasn't just saying, we've done this job, let's move on. But he assembled them together. They chose joy. They chose joy. As we live our lives as we serve, as we go at our daily activity, we have got choices to make. We can choose to do them joyfully. We can choose to do them angrily. We can choose to do them with a little bit of a face on ourselves because we're not happy that we're there. We choose lots of things. For me this week, I've had a really bizarre week And I've had to choose lots of different actions and lots of different attitudes as I've gone about different businesses, doing different things. On the morning that I went to this party, 
I'd been chatting with some people and listening to the journey that they were going through and this was on my mind. But I knew that when I went to that celebration on the night, I needed to choose joy. I needed to choose to celebrate with my friend all that she had accomplished in her years of working, to celebrate all that she had done in my life with her. I had to choose to do something different. But do we, when we make these choices, do we remember to thank God? Do we take time to simply thank God for what he's done? Do we choose to thank him? Do we take time to reflect and renew our faith with him regularly? Do we choose to renew? When our friends are doing different things, when our family are doing different things, do we choose to cheer them on? Do we choose to say, well done? Do we choose to say, keep going? Or do we just say, that's all right? Do we mark the moment and celebrate with them? When it comes to end of terms, do we have big parties that celebrate? Or do we just tell people, we'll be back in September? Do we choose to celebrate and mark the moment? I know for us sometimes when I'm leading ministries, I don't always choose to celebrate. I don't always remember to thank God for the little as well as the big. I don't always choose joy first. Sometimes I choose frustration. We all are human. We choose different things along our path. But we need to make sure that as we are serving God, as we are living godly lives as Christians, that we, like Nehemiah, choose joy, choose to celebrate, choose to hold on to what he has done when we go through these journeys when we are going through these tough times holding on to that grasp of what he's done what he's done in the past for us holding on sometimes to nothing else other than the fact that we know that he is walking with us sometimes everything around us can be hazy but we know that he is there together walking with us He is there, ready, holding our hand into whatever we face. Whether it's the good times, whether it's the bad times, or whether it's just that mundane in-between times. But we need to choose joy. To choose to remember the joy that he gives us. The joy that he has brought. But also choose to thank him for this. To make sure that we stop and pause. To make time for that. Whether it's penciling in with a friend. A time that you can come together to say. How's life? What's going on? Can we pray together? Whether it's penciling in some time in our diary. That's our time with God. That's saying. You know what? Next week. Next Friday. I'm going to give that hour that afternoon. Just to spend with you. I'm going to make that choice. Do we need to, as some of us are sat in here, as leaders of some of the ministries and things that go on around this place, in our community, but also in the life of this church, do some of us need to get our teams together and say, God, thank you for what you've done. 
Sometimes we can get sucked into the negative, sucked into the frustration. Sometimes we need to hold on to the joy, to choose to celebrate, to choose to say, God, you are in this, whether I can feel you or see you or not. God, you are always there. God, reveal to me what you are doing. God, dictate what this ministry looks like. Dictate what my life looks like and what we will be moving on to. God, guide me. Guide me into all that I am needing to do. Because with God, we can start again. With God, we can draw seasons to a close. With God, we can take a breath and pause. He's everything that we need. Everything that we could ever need. And that's what we need to hold on to sometimes when the going gets tough. Nehemiah, as he pulled these together, countless times we've heard over these months, how he rallied them on, how each of them had a specific job to do, a specific part of the wall to build. But together in those 52 days, they accomplished the mission. They got there and they did God's amazing work together. What they did was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And we need to choose to remember the good that God does. To remember the good amongst everything that is happening in this world around us. Wouldn't it be amazing if the news at six o'clock showed all the, the good stories that are going on in our world? Almost like a praise at six. Wouldn't that be a complete transformation? For me, sometimes I'm at the stage where I'm like, I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to see anything else that's negative that's going on. I know that this happens. I'm aware of it. I'm not living in a big bubble. But I'm like, God, give me a good news story. Give me a good news story. Nehemiah, he dedicated his life to God and to the act of building this wall. He dedicated his time to celebrating and bringing these people together. And we saw that a few weeks ago that he didn't just, when, when the wall was built, he didn't just stop and go back. He stayed around to make sure that certain things were in place. And that is what we need to do. So the question then is, how can we choose joy? How can we choose this in our daily lives? How can we see what we're doing? We need to, first of all, to pause. As we pause, we need to make sure that we are doing this with purpose. Parties don't just happen overnight. They're not just something that we can say, right, let's go, let's just rock up and see what happens. They require planning. Whether it's getting caterers in, whether it's booking a venue, whether it's the decorations, whether it is actually inviting people to celebrate needs people to come together. When we pause, we need to make sure that we are scheduling our time. This week, some of us will need to pause and schedule a bit of time with God. To schedule that time, maybe before something that we know is approaching, where we need to say, God, as I go into this, let me choose joy. God, as I go into this, remind me that you're walking with me. Or God, 
This is going to be amazing. Let me carry you with it. Let me share your love. Let me share your excitement. Let me share what's going on in life. We need to pause and schedule in time. Time for him. But also time for us to think. We can all say we've done our morning devotions. We've done our evening prayers. We've done our X, Y and Z. But is that enough for God? Is that enough time? As I was preparing this message, it challenged me to think, am what I give to God enough? Is it enough? God deserves so much more. He deserves so much more. What is one thing that we can give him today? What do we need to pause in our lives that allows him to have extra time with us? That allows us to get to know him and to build ourselves up. To allow us to listen to what he's saying and get on to what he's doing. As we're doing this as well, we need to make sure that when we choose joy that we press in. That we aren't just turning up. That we aren't just making sure that we've done this one thing. That we've been to this ministry. That we've been to a prayer meeting. That we've been to a Sunday morning service. But that we're there and we're pressing into what God's saying. That we aren't just a participant. A person that ticks their name off. But that we're bringing something to this celebration. When we prepare parties. Sometimes you do those bring and shares. Where every person will have something to bring. But when every person brings something, the party gets a whole lot better. The party gets a whole lot better. For some people, that could be physically, physically baking something. Physically going round to someone's house and say, I've baked you a cake. Let's pause and celebrate God together. Some of us haven't got that skill, so we have to go and buy one from Asda. All of the shops are available. But we have to press in. Some of us have to use some of our skills and say, I, I can do this. Please let me help you. For some of us, we've got to press in and actually give God a chance to talk back to us. Rather than reading off this list of prayers and this list of things that is going on, sometimes we need to say, God, help me to be quiet and listen out for what you're saying. Because if we ask him, he will respond. He will speak to us. He will reveal what he's saying to us. And for some of us, that is exactly what we need to do. As we press in, we need to make sure we're taking time to reflect. Maybe it's reflecting on the last week, the month, this year, a term. But reflecting in a way that we say, God, where were you in this? God, what did you help me do in this? Help me achieve Sometimes it's doing that hard question of, what would I change? What would I do differently? What have I learnt from this experience? What's been good? Sometimes, what needs improving? But as we press in, it gives us chance to draw near to God around us, that we forget to actually consult him in what he's doing. And that's something that we need to do as we go on this journey that we press into him and then the last of my three points is to press on some of us have got things that are coming up some of us have got test results 
Some of us have got operations. Some of us have got celebrations to have. Some of us have got changes and choices to make. Some of us have got new terms, new businesses. But we need to make sure that as we are going on this journey, that we're pressing on in a way that we know that God is walking with us, that he has gone before us, that he doesn't leave us, he doesn't forsake us, but that he is there with us in whatever faces us. We're in that fortunate position where we don't know what the future holds. I say fortunate loosely because I think that if God was to reveal to us where we would be in 10 years' time, some of us, it would be a bit of a shock and we'd be like a million questions of, God, where have I ended up here? But for some of us, we need to press on knowing that he is with us, he is walking with us, and press on knowing that he has walked that journey already, to rededicate that time to him, to walk on in a way that draws him in with us, to walk on in a way that we know that we are his children, that we are his sons and his daughters. He has got every single one of us by the hand, no matter what the journey ahead looks like. He is walking with us. Nehemiah, when he built this wall, he built it because God was walking with him. God brought him the people that he needed to physically do the job. God provided the opportunities that he needed to get the job finished. He provided the resources. He provided at the beginning that letter that said... God, I'm going with some authority. For some of us, we need to remember that that letter is that initial bit of our faith. That initial thing that we said yes to God to say, God, I am following you. I am going because I have faith and a belief in you. We need to choose joy. To choose to celebrate. And to make sure that we choose to give thanks to God. Because sometimes the session that has gone before us, the season that has gone before us, we need to draw a line under it and not carry it any further. Sometimes we need to draw out the good things. Sometimes we need to carry on and draw a line that says, that was amazing, but God, you can do so much more next time. We need to choose to celebrate. Choose joy choose joy. I want to end this at the time of prayer 